Hello there. Welcome to the Chat About Bot project, a series of conversations with many experts from the bot world. My name is Kyle Calado, and today I'm having a conversation with Diana Lee, conversational AI designer at WiseLine. We are going to talk about conversational copy design, automation, and also some other really interesting topics about AI and design. We are going to get to that right after this message. Hi, my name is Sergio Passos. I'm CTO at Take. We are the leading Brazilian company for conversational apps and chatbots. Being the mobile market for more than 19 years has given us the expertise to build great conversational experience. To do so, we use Blip, a platform that integrates the best tools to build, run, and evolve chatbots. We believe that a single message can change the world, and that's why we think it is so relevant to chat about bots. Hello. Hi, Diana. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today and for being part of this conversation. I appreciate your time and I'm really excited to talk to you about bots. Of course. Likewise. Before we start, I would like to get to know a little bit more about you and how you get into the bot world. Can you walk us through? Yeah, so I think it all began um, with you know what I study, journalism, right? So always been interested in writing, um, doing creative copy, and how I got into bots is sort of a coincidence because I started working for a chatbot startup. Um, there was someone at the company I was looking for someone to do sort of like the creative copy behind um, the chatbots that they were delivering for their customers. So obviously I had no idea what a chatbot was. Like my first day was pretty much then like showing me an example, like the most basic chatbot you can think of. And this was in 2016, right? So it's a, it is pretty different from how it is now. Um, and yeah, so they showed me how the chatbot works, sort of like how they design the conversations that will go inside that chatbot. Um, and then now I'm building a chatbot for, uh, for enterprises. And how do you feel that the bots change it over time? Like you have been working since 2016 and now they're different, right? Yeah, so when I started in 2016, I mean, I would say, it's different and surprisingly a lot of things hasn't changed um, but I would say like in terms of differences I think from what I'm seeing like there seems to be well first of all like more just like knowledge in general about what a chatbot is um, when I in 2016 I would be like I yeah like I design chatbots and they'd be like oh what's a like they, they wouldn't know the word right so I would explain it to them and that sometimes still happens, but um, way less often. So that's one thing, just like general public knowledge of it. Um, and back then, I think it was like people would use it accidentally, whereas now it seems to be more intentional. Like someone is trying to get in, in touch with customer service and they would know they're using a chatbot. Um, so that's how I would say it's different in terms of designing as well, I think. It's just, it seems more defined now, like exactly what we want the chatbot to accomplish. Um, and 
what kind of design process to uh, take on to get there. And whenever you go talk to these people, uh, what is your definition of bots? My definition of bot, um, I like to make it as simple as possible because I think it's more about like what is it used for, what problem does it solve, right? So I would just say it's a, a way to automate tasks. Um, and if I get a little bit more specific, like a conversational way to do it, right? Uh, making it natural. And it is really interesting to think that uh, we are automating something through like a conversation and whenever we go talk to someone about it sometimes they're just like wait can I do that through like a chatbot and then just like yeah you need to just like design a flow in order to have like that specific task automated uh, we can take we can have like so much value from like a really simple automation but I mean, sometimes uh, automating everything is not like a good stuff. Uh, sometimes the bots fail and we can see that most of the times everybody that goes to talk to like to a bot and say something that is off the, the flow, the bot just like, oh, I'm sorry, like I cannot talk about that. So in your opinion, like why uh, bots fail? Yeah, so I think, um, to your point, the number one reason bots fail, um, and I, I, I want to talk about it just from the sort of like the design or like the, the, the yeah, basically the design aspect of it, right? So um, I think the reason that bots fail is it's, uh, I made this mistake when I started with chatbots is um, a chatbot that does one thing really well is better than a chatbot that does like 10 things sort of mediocre right so i think it's easy to get over ambitious and try to account for every single use case um and that's why the bots end up failing because it's that's unrealistic and especially if you're you know trying to um set up like multiple sprints to um have like an mvp for a chatbot like minimal viable product right um, I think you need to be realistic about the tasks that the bot should absolutely do because that's what the bot was designed for. And like a user should know what the bot is intended to achieve. If first, like you get the onboarding right, you explain the purpose of the bot. But more importantly, like you need to sort of sprinkle that throughout, right? So this is just more based on like general UX, like you can't expect a user to remember what the bot does just from that one onboarding message. So throughout the entire interaction, every time you introduce like a new subtask, for example, within the general task that the bot should achieve. Um, so if it's like a, if it has to do with finance, right? Like it might be a finance bot, but the subtask might be like checking your balance information. like. Throughout each flow, I think you need to you need to guide your user more than you would like logically think, um, and so that's that's just something that I learned from experience. And how can we use design to fix them? I I feel like it's not like a technical task; it's more about the use case, I guess. It's more like a design yeah. role. Yeah, so it's about um, designing, but I would say it's. 
honestly, dedicating time and resources to testing um, and testing with the intended users um, and being able to adapt quickly based on that, right? So um, if I had to put my finger on, you know, one thing that you should spend the most time on, it is testing. I don't, I honestly don't think it's design. Like I think it is testing and then based on the results that you get from testing, prioritizing. So that's also just like a general concept with developing chatbots. I feel like it's like you have to prioritize um, things that you absolutely need to fix and have it working properly before you um, make it available for public use. So yeah, a lot of, you know, I've, I, I think now I've, through that experience, like I've been able to sort of shift how much time I spend on certain parts of the process. And for me, that would be testing and prioritization. I know that testing is important, but also the content itself of the conversation, it is really important. That's how the user uh, can know whatever the bot can do. And that's the way that we can interact uh, with the final user. I know that you have some experience with conversational design, copy design, and I wonder if you can just point out some things that are important to know, like how do I get started? Yeah, so in terms of like how my background led me here, I think it all has to do with content. Like I studied journalism, um, I did some sort of uh, content production basically with video plus written content. Um, I did, uh, I've actually did um, radio as well um, for a bit um, while I was in school. And then I did UX writing. Um, and then I did UX writing specifically for chatbots, which is kind of what like designing chatbots is. Um, so I would say for someone to get started, like, I think what, well, one is just like, honestly for like for you to be a good writer right they read a lot they read not just to copy like what other people are doing but to get inspired and to really like write for a specific audience I think that's the best thing I got out of journalism honestly so um so I would say it's like practicing your writing um and I would focus on making that specific to the audience that you're writing for. So I think that comes from like user research and just knowing who you're writing for and how to how to how to write so that you are guiding someone to accomplish a task is how I would summarize it. Yeah, I, I like the way that you say that because like we need to practice and also test practice and test. Uh, the best way to design a conversation is to have a conversation. I, I, I love this this way of thinking though. And the copy itself is just like part of it. Like there is this, the testing, there is also the copy design, but also there is someone uh, say something. There is the personality of the bot. Um, how do you design for that? Like, how do you apply design concepts to create the personality of the bots? Yeah, so I think, you know, 
a, a general theme that I stick to is experimentation, right? So I think in terms of designing a personality, I don't really think of it as you design how a chatbot is going to speak, how it's going to react to certain messages, and then you stick to that. And that's what like the user should cater to, right? Like, I think like that's that's why I emphasize testing so much is that you can do as much as I emphasize like doing audience research, like knowing who you're writing for. The reason testing is so important is like keeps you humble, right? So I might have created a personality that I thought was perfect for this use case, like oh I didn't want to go with a formal tone, so I made it casual and.、Um, I inserted more like small talk because that's what I thought the user would want. But then I might go through testing, and they might, you know, you also rely on data, right? So you rely on analytics, and it turns out that at a certain point they drop off, and from that point you make hypothesis about,、um, you know, they start to get disengaged at this point. So maybe we can adjust.、Um, so again, like testing and iteration, but. To answer your question,、um, yeah, I think、uh, it has to do with. I think it has to do with, you know, creating a personality based on as much information as you can gather about the user that you're creating the chatbot for, and then testing,、um, and then iteration again. So it all, even with content, it's not a. It's not a step one, two, three, right? It's you do the best you can with the information that you have, and then you just adapt quickly. So we are talking about the design point of view, right?、Uh, how to design better conversations, how to、uh, do testing, and also how to design personalities for bots. But also, you deal with like business people, and you need to help them to deliver whatever they need to deliver, or to create the experiences that they think that they needed. So,、uh, what would be your like two or three advices from the business side、uh, to create like a good、uh, chatbot? When you're obviously creating a chatbot, right? Like you are trying to solve a business problem, right? So your business problem might be that、um, you're spending like eighty percent of your customer inquiries are repetitive inquiries that are basically、um, not specific to any customer,、um, and your customer service agents are answering all of these questions.、Um, so if that's the business problem, right? Like that is the problem that we're trying to solve, but Um, I think the way I put it is like there's a difference between saying like let's build an Alexa skill for this company because we want to save them like five million dollars a year on customer service.、Um, that's how you like would put it simply in terms of what the end goal is. But then you have to. I guess this would be the second step. Then you have to.、Um, Put it in terms of like how you can do that through a user-centric design process. So、um, another way to rephrase that would be like thirty percent of these companies' customers、um, like don't buy 
don't do like repeat purchases if they have to be put on hold for more than like this amount of time. So in order to solve that problem, we're going to build a chatbot that um, filters out like which customer service rep they need to speak to. Um, and that will, that will, like this, again, this is a hypothesis, right? So by us doing that, we will be able to um, uh, keep them engaged before they feel like hanging up and, you know, don't call customer service again. So, so it's stuff like that, like, it is a little bit of a, it's a different way to look at it. Um, so I would say, yeah, first step, business objective. Second step, putting it in terms of like an actionable statement um, for, uh, you know, doing this through a user-centric um, design process. Um, and then third um, is creating action items for like the actual, like what I would do, right? Um, in terms of like working with developers, UX designers, um, all of that. So I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say that's like the golden rule that has to be followed. Like you do one through three, but if I had to lay it out, um, that's how I would look at it is creating the right problem and um, hypothesize solution problem or hypothesized uh, solution and then um, creating action items in terms of how you can approach that through um, designing uh, conversations if you have like one advice to give yourself like a year ago uh, when it comes to like design conversations what would be not one year ago like two years ago you have been working like since 2016 so um, I think it would be honestly just experiment more because I think in 2016, like, I th thought it was figured out. The space was more figured out than it actually was. Um, and I feel like I didn't, you know, I, I just didn't hypothesize and sort of test out theories enough, not to the point that I do now. Um, and even now, I'm still trying to like push myself to just like be more um, be more open to like different ways of um, like how to guide the user, right? So I would say, yeah, just embrace the freedom to fail, which I use that phrase a lot, um, and experiment, and just know that you need to make like you need to decide on a hypothesis and test it and then rely on the data so you can iterate if you don't make a hypothesis from the beginning like you're you're not going to be able to find new ways to you know solve certain problems like why does someone suddenly why does uh why, why do so many people like drop off at this point of the conversation like you need to be at some point you need to be like okay this is my best guess i'm gonna test it if i'm wrong move on <laughs> um and then if if we do multiple rounds of testing and it turns out right then great so yeah experimentation okay i like that and what are your thoughts on ai and bots in the future though I, I honestly like I don't know I like I, I don't know in what specific ways 
um, were gonna be affected um, because I don't, I don't think a lot of people knew this about chatbots a couple years ago, right? Um, even though it had been around since then, um, you know, we we had a chatbot in the '90s that was um, that was pretty uh, that was pretty well used. Um, but I would I would say okay. So if I if I had to predict how AI would work, I think it would just be a more n- just a natural way of life. Like I know um, people are saying it's gonna cut out a majority of jobs and um, robots are gonna take over and all of that. And I would hope that we're able to through both design and um, development and a multitude of other um, processes, I hope that we can use it to complement human abilities and not make it so it's replacing um, what humans are doing. Um, so I think it's it's complementing, I, I see it as complementing human abilities by automating tasks that um, that humans shouldn't be doing. I hope it just makes us more productive and efficient with our time, um, and be able to do that in a in a, in a way that is natural, right, and conversational. So that's why it's conversational AI. Do you think that the designer should worry about AI stuff or no? Oh, in terms of designers' jobs. Yeah, I mean, I. I, 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 I yeah, go on. No, I was just gonna say. I mean, I guess any like it, it is possible, right? Um, but I think the way it is now, like I think of design as not just you know putting this and this piece together, but I see design as just more of. I think you'll need design from a human's perspective who will be able to not only take like the pain points that they experience just through their everyday life like that's how a lot of like great that's how like I create a lot of um conversations that I think like I'm most proud of is like oh like I I will be talking to either someone or or an automated um an automated channel and then I'll get inspired like oh if it actually addressed me in this way and it routed me this way I think that would make me much more time efficient, for example. So I think it's about you need some sort of like pain points that humans actually experience themselves to put that into um, the conversational AI experience. Yeah, there is something that I I have been studying. It's called uh, augmented uh, creativity is how we use AI and other stuff to augment our creativity. And I feel like for designers, uh, that would be something really unique. Like we're working together and combining our experiences with AI and even like creating new stuff through AI. And I feel like the future with AI is going to be just like you said, like it's going to take away whatever we don't need to care about it automated those tasks and just help us to keep it to keep focus on on the things that matter 
I wonder if we have like uh, final thoughts from these conversations and do you have anything to say to anyone that is starting the bot business right now or just getting into the bot world? Um, I'm not sure I'm uh, <laughs> qualified to give like advice per se, uh, but I guess my overall thought is that it's I like this space because I feel like it's just the way that the space came about in general I think it it feels very natural to want to to experiment and like try new things because that's how you know like we don't have really like a manual on how to do this right even as conversation design like you don't have a set manual for you know this is how certain people should be addressed and you know this is the this is the process through which you'll be able to design the best way and all that like this is all just based on you know experimentation as you said sorry experimentation just as you said like everybody's just having experiences and experimenting things yeah and everyone has different experiences based on like what kind of chatbot they created and what kind of environment they worked in um so yeah i would say my final thought is just that i i think this i think the space like sets you up well for experimentation and it's a great way to learn about how you can take the pain points that you experience and actually create action items to do that through to try to solve those problems through conversation design okay i think this is all uh thank you so much diana and i hope that you enjoyed this conversation i did thank you for uh bringing me on and uh it was a fun chat <laughs> it was a fun chat bye-bye bye-bye Hey, you made it to the end. Congratulations. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really, really hope that you like it and also that you learned it a lot. If you have any questions about the topic that we discussed, please write us a comment and also find us on Twitter. Just look for at ShareAboutBot. I hope to see you next week with a new guest where we are going to share about bots.